1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Graham Sunnis says he'll be cheering for Ukraine on Wednesday night. We hear from the Scotland camp who say they are desperate for the win and Ryan Jack drops out of the squad and is replaced by Alan Campbell. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. You know you're dealing with an emotional free-for-all when a genuine Scottish football legend like Graham Sunnis can say he hopes that Ukraine win on Wednesday. It's his opinion. He's entitled to hold it. But Steve Clark's players have a coping mechanism, I think, and it's called self-interest. They are, of course, sympathetic towards Ukraine on a humanitarian level, but on a professional level, they want to beat them on Wednesday, then they want to beat Wales on Sunday, and they want to go to the World Cup finals. But this is arguably, Andrew, the strangest international we've ever been part of. It is indeed and it is only just two days away and as always we want to hear from you as well 0141 951 1025 to get in touch or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB and I know international football is not for everyone so maybe you've got something domestic football related on your mind as well we, we want to hear from you as well 0141 951 1025 and as I say you can tweet us at Clyde SSB it's quite something Hugh it's such a huge huge game there's been so much build up to it and we're now just two days away well you know it's almost the case that it's it's not just an international football match it's a global event because the world over people will be looking in to see how uh, the players of Ukraine are able to handle themselves they haven't played an international match in months uh, and to see how we cope with it all you've got a sympathetic crowd at Hamden who've already done their bit when they put half a million pounds into the UNICEF fund that's dealing with uh, hardship in Ukraine. So the conscience is clear and I think the minds of the players are clear. They, they, they are professional footballers. As family men, they are sympathetic towards people of their own age who will be facing them on the park. But as professional men, they want to win. I know it's a, it's a strange thing going into this game because the, the players and the staff will not be sort of looking at the, the wider media and what's being said but I think it's probably fair to say that pretty much everyone apart from those in Scotland want Ukraine to win this game Yeah, we go back to the Eurovision Song Contest, it's not often we mention the Eurovision Song Contest in this programme but you know, the, arguably the Ukraine song was not the best in the competition but they handed the competition to them however the players of Ukraine don't want that. They don't want any favours. They want to play a football match on the grass. And that's why they're here. That's the great thing that no matter what your view on this is, that Ukraine now have the chance after being through such an awful time, still going through such an awful time, that the game is taking place. And everyone, Ukraine, Scotland and Wales, will all have a fair chance now, or yes. as fair a chance as possible, to now earn their place at the World Cup. I read a quote from Sergei Baltacha who uh, back in the day used to play for St Johnston, um, a Ukraine international at that time. And he said that he's not interested in the result at Hamden on Wednesday. He's only interested in the fact that the game takes place and proves Ukraine is still part of the world. This is the kind of emotive stuff that we're dealing with. Yeah, any thoughts on the Scotland game? We want to hear from you. 0141951 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I was reading some 
interesting quotes from Graham Soonis this morning, Hugh, mm. that we touched on at the start of the show. It was in, a, in an interview with the Times. He was saying, do I really want Scotland to beat them? I don't just want Ukraine to qualify. I want them to go to Qatar and win it. I'd not want to be one of the Scottish players playing that night. I don't know where my emotions would be. We've heard a lot in the build-up to this game. There's there's people that have said, you know, Scotland should step aside and, and yeah. let Ukraine get to the World Cup. What do you make of it all? Ukraine didn't want us to step aside. They wanted to fight for their country, wearing their country's shirt. And that's what they will do on Wednesday. Graham Souness, as I say, is perfectly entitled to hold his opinion. I remember Graham as a player, and in a Scotland jersey, he was ferocious. Gave no quarter, asked no quarter. But this is his heartfelt opinion that he would rather Ukraine won and, as he put it, send a message to Russia. So that's Graham's point of view. I wonder if the listeners agree with him. Yeah, Scotland have, and the SFA have done a lot of hard work in the build-up as well to, to help Ukraine. As we said, there's the, there was the Scotland-Poland game that took yeah. place around £500,000 was donated to the cause for that. Scotland had offered up facilities for Ukraine to train and, and that's really, you know, what the SFA should have been doing really in the yeah. build-up because they want to help Ukraine as much as possible but as soon as the players cross that white line it, it is a game of football We can on a humanitarian level donate as much money as is possible and half a million pounds has gone from that game to help out in Ukraine and I know it's a drop in the ocean but it's still half a million pounds Now the Ukraine players want to go on with a football match Stevie Clark and his players want to go on with a football match and that's exactly what will happen on Wednesday 01419511025 on the phones George is in London George how are you feeling ahead of the game on Wednesday Hi panel um, I'm still at work just now but I'll briefly talk um, yeah I'm a, I'm looking forward to it um, and yeah I, you know uh, I'm home for a good performance uh, from the Scotland squad, that's all we can, you know, all we can ask and things like that. It's, it, 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 it will be a kind of interesting atmosphere, I think, just given what uh, you've been talking about earlier on. Um, yeah, but I, I, I agree with you, what you just said there. I mean, you'll have both sets of teams going all at it for their country and things like that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, the, the focus will be on the football once the game gets going. But after the game is over, I think you will see, you know, a unified support, you know, not just from the supporters, but also from the players at the end. So so it'll be, it, it will be an interesting uh, uh, game on Wednesday, but... Yeah, I can see both teams giving giving it their all, given what's at stake and whatnot. Yeah, Hugh, on that, it's at the end of the day, it is professional footballers uh-huh. going out with the mindset that they want to win a game of football. They want yep. to take that step closer to get to the World Cup. This is patriotism in the raw on Wednesday night. If we win, fine. If Ukraine win, then don't say it's the end of the world. Because that would be an insensitive phrase to use because the people in Ukraine are dealing with their world having been turned upside down and their world will never be the same. So if we win, fine. If Ukraine win, equally fine. Because it will be judged on who plays best. 
George, on the actual football, how are your confidence levels? Have you got any thoughts ahead of who you'd like to see play on Wednesday night? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see us playing with two strikers up front uh, with Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams, obviously, the prime candidates. Um, uh, we seem to work well with a back, a back three, so I don't think that will change. Um I was reading that Steve Clark called up, was it Alan Campbell, the under-21 um, person? Yeah, uh, Alan Campbell is, is in the squad now, Hugh. That was yeah. announced yesterday. Ryan Jack dropping out of the squad. He's been unlucky again with an injury. Of course, yeah. he missed the Euros. So that'll be a, a big, big blow for him. Alan Campbell coming in, who has had a fantastic season down at Luton. I think he had a clean sweep of maybe four of their Player of the yeah. Year awards. Of course, he was at Motherwell, has moved down, almost gained promotion to the Premier League with, with Luton and what would have been a shock to everyone but he certainly seems in, in good form coming into this camp He's gone to England and he's performed exceptionally well and there's a bigger club than Luton for him coming down the line uh, so I don't think he'll feature he'll be on the bench but uh, to be called up is a tremendous boost to him Well let's hear what Scotland coach Stephen Naismith had to say about that he says losing Ryan Jack to injury is a big blow however he feels it's a strong area of the squad with plenty of replacements it's a blow for Jacko personally because I know how much it has meant to him in the past to play for Scotland and, and he had a, a bit of an injury period last season that he came back from and, and done really well had a successful end of the season but it's probably the most competitive part of the, the team we've had um, so I think him and Callum had a great relationship way back at the start of the manager's time here. But then Jack will be out injured, let Billy come in and, and him and Kenny McLean have come into the team and, and at times and done well. So I think we've got competition in that area more than other positions in the team. So that that makes it slightly easier for the manager and, and the team. But uh, for Jack will personally, it's, it's not great. Yeah, George, are you confident that despite not having Ryan Jack, that the call-up of Alan Campbell and other guys in the squad, you know, in that area, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Stuart Armstrong, Billy Gilmore, David Turnbull, Lewis Ferguson, that there's loads of players that can come in and, and play in that area? Yes, uh, yeah, our midfield is uh, uh, the strongest uh, part of our team. And as you just highlighted, we've got the, you know, we've got loads of uh, players who can fill in uh, these uh, good midfield positions. I also got to mention that uh, what also excites me is the fact that we've got Ross Stewart available for selection, given the good form he's been on with Sunderland. So that gives us another attacking threat. So, you know, we've, with the squad we've got, um, I think we'll give a good account of ourselves on Wednesday, definitely. Yeah, Steve Clark does have a, a deep squad to pick from. Whenever a player drops out, there always seems to be a, a good quality of replacement coming in. George talking about Ross Stewart, who's yet to be capped, but scored a bucket load of goals for Sunderland in League One last season. Uh, so many players going into this with their individual story to tell. Ross Stewart, promotion with Sunderland, they are a big club, and he's helping them to be a bigger club. You've got uh, Scott McKenna, uh, playing in the match yesterday against Huddersfield for Nottingham Forest. He's now a, an English Premier League player. Uh, so he'll be on a high. You've got Callum McGregor, the captain of Celtic, the champions here. All manner of individual stories. 
we are I think in a very good place Andy Robertson will get over the fact that Liverpool did not win the Champions League and were pipped by one point for the English title by Manchester City he'll get over that because he's Andy Robertson he will just go out there and nothing will affect him so we are in a good place we don't know how Ukraine will fare given the horribly disrupted preparation for the game but they if they're going down they're going down clutching that flag of theirs and that's what's going to make it a tremendously emotive occasion well thank you to George 01419511025 if you want to get in touch Laurie is next up in Deniston Laurie what are you making of this Scotland game on Wednesday Hi uh, panel good evening uh, I would like to uh, speak to Hugh if I can I uh, you might have known on the, the, the programme for in excess of 20 years and I always value his opinions. Uh, Hugh, yeah. you have defended the right of Graham Sooners uh, to volunteer his opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and I respect that. And I also respect Graham's right to volunteer his opinion. Uh, the whole world uh, is behind Ukraine. Uh, they are on the back of an emotional tsunami. Uh, you're an intrepid pundit. Sure, let me ask you a straight question. No prevaricating. I, no ask your audience, no 50-50, no phone a friend. Straight question. Do you hope Ukraine prevail or do you hope Scotland wins? I hope Scotland wins. Thank you. I, I, did, yep. not, I did not prevaricate. Uh, I hope that Scotland win uh, and then go into the game against Wales to fight for the right to get to the World Cup finals. I do have every sympathy in the world with the players of Ukraine, the people of Ukraine and the the months of horrible death and destruction that they have had to endure. But they wanted to play a football match and they have players within their team who went to the semi-final of the Europa League in the case of West Ham. They yep. have a player who uh, this weekend celebrated the, the winning of the Belgian league title with Club Bruges. They have players of a very high order. Uh, and I hope they provide us with a magnificent match. But they would not expect the people of Scotland to hope that Scotland lost. Yep, I agree with that, Hugh. And I thank you for your honesty and sincerity. And answering the question, I, I don't hold it against Graham Sinus. He's entitled to his opinion. I, I do recognise that it's an extremely difficult situation. The whole world in its ante will be looking for Ukraine to prevail. I, but uh, like yourself, you, I, it's a long, long time since we have been in, in the finals of, the, uh, of international tournaments, save for the one the last time which ended ignominiously in the Euros. Uh, so thank you for answering the question. A pleasure, uh, Laurie. Robert and I would, I would say this to you also, Laurie. Uh, in the, the long number of years I've been doing this, Graham Souness would be top three for me of the most interesting men to interview, to speak with. And I, I would expect nothing less from Graham Souness than to express an opinion that he knows will not be universally popular but that's not his affair he wants to get across what he Graham Souness thinks and as I say one of top three most interesting people I've ever interviewed 
Yeah, Hugh Graham Sunis said he wouldn't want to be one of the Scottish players playing that night because he thinks he, he doesn't know where his emotions would be. Do you think it's going to be in the mind of the Scotland players at all once they cross that white line and they're on the pitch? No, and I hope that doesn't sound uncaring and insensitive. But I think there's a mindset there. As I say, the the, the coping mechanism is self-interest. Andy Robertson isn't going to play that match hoping that Ukraine win. Lyndon Dykes isn't going to hope that Ukraine win. They're out there and when the, the, the atmosphere will be second to none and when the whistle blows, it will take everything out of their heads other than the opposition, the demands of the occasion and the incentive to win. Well, thank you to Laurie. 01419511025. Give us a call now and we could be speaking to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. There was still a bit of domestic football to finish things off over the weekend. Oh. A Scottish player in the final of the Champions League, but just couldn't get it over the line this time, Hugh. Well, Andy Robertson, you know, what a player he has been for Liverpool. Liverpool end the season with, I actually read one comment this morning, it might be the nearly men. Well, if they're nearly men, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't hate, I wouldn't like to see someone who's unsuccessful. Uh, you know, they've won everything under Jurgen Klopp, um, but they haven't got it over the line. But I mean, they lost the league to Man City by one point. Now Man City are as good a side as you'll ever see uh, So that's the way it goes One point No need to be ashamed of that And they got again to the Champions League final But Carlo Ancelotti and Real Madrid Have shown a tremendous determination Throughout this season's competition They always find a way And unfortunately for Liverpool On the day They didn't find a way I did see Robertson enjoying himself in their open top bus parade yesterday but we know what Andy Robertson's like he's played big games and then gone straight into international duty I think he uh, met up with the Scotland squad today he'll be rearing and ready to go by Wednesday night Yeah, there's no point in suggesting that you know he he was being unprofessional he's had a couple of years any human being would under the circumstances do the same thing but he will be his razor sharp Self when the game begins on Wednesday It does beg the question Is it acceptable for a team to have an open top bus parade For winning A club the size of Liverpool For yeah. winning two of their domestic cups One of the, like Neither of them being the league Well I thought it was a bizarre decision to begin with I mean you've planned this Before you've played the Champions League final Now you have to factor in that you might lose And therefore You're going to look slightly silly I, I think it was not the right thing to do I think you encourage people to snipe at you then um, I would have played the uh, Champions League final And then arranged something for a later date To celebrate if Liverpool had won it But it, it looked a bit daft yesterday Anyway, let's get back to the real stuff Let's get back to Scottish football And back to the phones 01419511025 is the number Jim in Springburn has dialed Jim, how are you feeling ahead of this big game on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, I hope Scotland win. Uh, and not, no, not just to disagree with Graham Souness, but uh, does the next team lie down, or do we just do Ukraine? Now? 
the World Cup just now. I don't think that Graham Simmons was asking that Scotland lie down. He simply hoped that at the end of a very competitive 90 minutes, he hopes Ukraine win. There'd be no question of anyone lying down. Stevie Clark wouldn't have a player out on the park if he thought that his temperament was not right for the occasion. Graham Souness is simply saying that, to his way of thinking, he would prefer Ukraine sent out a message to the world. The message being that they're still there in the world. Uh, and yeah, that's his opinion. And he's entitled to express it. I'll tell you what, let's hear from the Scotland camp on that. Callum McGregor says everyone is determined to get the job done on Wednesday night. He also hopes their previous playoff success can help spur them on. Obviously we, we understand you know, the situation, we've got sympathy for it. You know, you, you turn on the news every day and, and something else is happening and you know, it's a real horrific situation. Um, you know, ultimately that'll, you know, sort of the, the build up of the game will, will probably be around that and, and most of the talk, but I think it's important as well that we realise that we've got a job to do. You know, we, we want to get our country to a major tournament. It's a game of football and, and when both teams cross the line, you know, they'll be just as motivated as each other to, to progress and and get to the next stage of the playoffs. So, you know, we can't be thinking about anything else now. You know, we're, we're two days out for the game. Our full focus is a game plan and, and how we attack the game. Yeah, it just gives you a good feeling, like you said, to to be there and, and come through it as a group. You can draw on that experience a little bit. You know, they're nervy affairs naturally anyway. Both teams will not want to lose. So it's good that we've been in that situation before, but it'll be a, a completely different game um, on, on Wednesday night. Like I said, we just have to prepare, uh, prepare the, the sort of fine details of the game and, and stick to the game plan. And, and when we cross the white line, we've got to try and deliver that as best we can. Yeah, Jim, it certainly sounds like the Scotland camper right up for this one. Well, here's hoping. I hope uh, we've got a good wee, wee core there, you know what I mean? We, like Gordon, McGinn, McGregor. Uh, we're looking pretty good. I don't know who's all fit for the squad. Yeah, well, that's another interesting point. It always gets down to the last couple of days before the game, Hugh, and there's team news. I think Stephen Naismith confirmed yesterday that Nathan Patterson has a chance yeah. of playing in this one, despite the fact that He's not played any football since he had surgery. Of course, we know Ryan Jack is out. There's no Kieran Tierney as well. So Steve Clark is going to have some big, big decisions to make. It would seem illogical to me, but thankfully, on behalf of Scotland, I don't get to pick the team. But it would seem illogical to me that Nathan Patterson, after surgery and not having played for weeks and weeks, would be a starter in this match. Um, there, there are plenty of others in a... A score of 28 players Yeah I mean you look at the, There's Stephen O'Donnell in there yeah. There's Anthony Ralston in there Aaron Hickey can play over yeah. there as well So you've got to think If Steve Clark does go for Nathan Patterson That's a big show of faith To Nathan Patterson Of what he thinks of him And what he thinks he's capable of If he throws him straight in there After injury When there is other options as well Well as I say It would seem illogical If you played no football for a long time um, I'm interested in Hickey Here we have someone With Bologna and Serie A who is rapidly making a name for himself in Italian football. I'd be interested in seeing what he can bring. Jim, is there any players in particular that you think could be the key men for Scotland on Wednesday? Uh, I think uh, right back might be a problem. Uh, but I wouldn't mind being that boy uh, Hickey a wee shout as well. He's powerful down the left and a good delivery, good engine on the boy. Yeah, well, the left side as well, Hugh, is an interesting talking point because there's no Kieran Tierney at that left centre-back spot and we see the rotation between Tierney and Robertson and how well that's worked. 
Steve Clark has a decision to make on who plays in that left centre-back role. Does he try and do something similar and, and get someone in there who's able to bomb on or does he go a bit more conservative and play someone that's naturally just more of a, a sitting centre-back? There's no Kieran Tierney facsimile in the squad. So it gives Stevie Clark something to think about. Uh, he can, on occasion, err on the side of caution, the manager. Um, and he, he, he knows there are so many scenarios Wrapped up in this game So I think he may Err on the side of caution This time Jim talked about Aaron Hickey there it's, it's just exciting To have a young Scottish player Who is playing In a top league In Serie A Playing regularly yeah. Playing very well Getting rave reviews Over there Playing on both sides As well He's played as a, a Left wing back And a right wing back He is someone that You know It would maybe be A big ask Well I say Would it be a big ask But he's played Big games over in Italy yeah. So Steve Clark. Has given him a couple of substitute appearances He's shown that he, he trusts him in and about the squad So it maybe wouldn't be too much of a surprise To see him get thrown in in a big game If Bologna have no problem playing him Against Juventus AC Milan Inter Milan Whoever Then Stevie Clark will know that he's got someone With the temperament to handle Whatever comes his way on Wednesday I always think One thing with Steve Clark you see with the, these Scotland squads Are that the players almost have to earn his trust to get in the squad. Sometimes they'll come in and they won't even make an appearance. We saw that with Ross Stewart, who was in and about the squad. I think Steve Clark just likes to bring players in, assess them, see them for a bit. And he's very loyal to the players that then he thinks have sort of earned their place in, in the national team setup. What can we say about Stevie Clark? You know, he has uh, revitalised the national team. The, the Euros were not a success. We did, we did get there, but for me, one draw and one goal is not a success So I don't know why it fell flat But it did uh, And now there is the chance to end that cycle Of never having been at a World Cup since France in 1998 And I would trust him implicitly Well thank you to Jim 01419511025 is the number you need Martin is in Holytown Martin what's on your mind tonight? Hi there how are we doing? All good Martin? Uh, it was just a bit of Graham Souness thing. I'm a, I'm a big Rangers fan, but uh, I, I totally disagree with what, he's, what the comments he's come away with. Um, we've all we've all got soft hearts for uh, Ukrainians, and we always will. But for him to come away with that, as soon as we pass that line, that white line, that's that's different gravy. That's a battle on. Scotland should be standing up and. Just try to put them to the sword Well that's exactly what will happen Stevie Clark picks the team Stevie Clark decides who's temperamentally best suited to the occasion uh, He will be absolutely convinced that the team he picks is the one that can win it But with regard to Graham Souness I am surprised he said it publicly I thought if you think that Then perhaps keep it to yourself However, he's come out because that's the Graham Souness way. Whatever is on Graham Souness's mind, he will tell you. And that's what makes him so interesting. That's what made him so interesting as a player and as a manager and what makes him one of the best television pundits because he's a thoughtful man. And if that's his opinion, he's perfectly entitled to express it, Martin, because that's what living in a free country means. Their opinion, but I'm very, very surprised 
that Scotland man as as, as much how, how big he is as a Liverpool legend, a Rangers legend, come out and says that it would it would be okay if, if your career won. Because that's what he thought. <laughs> Why is he not entitled to say it? That's what he thought. And I'm just surprised, Hugh. I'm just surprised. I'll preface this by saying they're not comparable in the slightest, but every every team, every country have their own priorities. And the priority of the Scotland players will be that none of them have ever played in a World Cup before. This is absolutely uh-huh. massive. The, the World Cup is the, the pinnacle of most footballers' careers. All that will be on their mind, surely, is the fact that they could be in Qatar in a few months' time, mixing it with the best players in the world. Yeah, that's why I say that's the coping mechanism. Self-interest. I had a a friend of many years standing who played for Scotland and he always said to me, there are no friends in football, only acquaintances. And that's what the players will take onto the park on Wednesday. They are looking at people from a country that has been almost obliterated and they are, of course, sympathetic towards them. But when the whistle blows... It's a football match. That's the way the Ukrainians would rather have it. That's the way Steve Clark and his players would rather have it. It is a football match. For 90 minutes, it's not about what's been happening in Ukraine. It's about what's happening in the World Cup qualifiers. Martin, in terms of the actual football on the pitch, is there anything in particular you'd like to see Steve Clark do on Wednesday? How are your confidence levels going into the game? To be fair, um, with Ryan Jack out, but I think I think you've got to go with the norm with Billy Gilmer, Callum McGregor, and uh, John McGinn. I'd like to I'd like to see John McGinn sitting closer up front with one half with uh, Lyndon Dykes, but I don't know if the situation. I don't. I'm I'm then leaving out uh, Che Adams, so it's. It's quite a tricky one to be fair Martin was talking about Billy Gilmore there There were some yeah. question marks over his fitness He missed Norwich's last game of the season He went back to Chelsea to get assessed I've seen some pictures of Scotland training today It looks as if he was involved with the rest of the team He of course played a, a crucial part In some huge games for Scotland At the Euros And has done since then If Ryan Jack is, is not available And he obviously had that partnership with Callum McGregor We've seen Billy Gilmore also strike up a partnership With Callum McGregor he looks like the natural to go in there. This is a, a breath of fresh air for Billy Gilmer. Norwich was the wrong move for him. Norwich had now been relegated. He was uh, treated very poorly by fans at that particular time. Uh, but here he is now, in a squad where he's highly regarded, where the Scotland fans are full of praise for him. So I think he would play, and I think he would revel in it. He just looks a lot more suited to... The way Steve Clark utilises him than the the way he was used down in Norwich, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And the the, the one thing we have here, no cliques, everyone going for each other, all for one, one for all, every cliche in the book, and that's the attitude that we'll take onto the park. Well, thank you to Martin. 0141 951 1025 now is the perfect time to call because we could be speaking to you next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's what Paul Martin has done. Talking about Aaron Hickey, he says, you guys are talking as if Bologna are an Italian superpower. He played for as big a club in hearts. I think the, the difference is we weren't talking about Bologna as a superpower. It's more the, the opposition that he's yeah. playing against on a on a week by week basis. Yeah. He plays against Juve, Inter Milan, AC Milan, plays against Roma, who under Jose Mourinho have just won the, the conference league. Uh so he's, with respect, he's playing against opposition of far higher quality than he would have done when he was playing here with Hearts. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch on anything else let's hear from Jack Hendry shall we because he says he struck up a great friendship with Ukraine international Eddie Sobol the pair play together at Club Bruges where they found success this season but Hendry says that will go out the window for 90 minutes on Wednesday it, it's, it's football now and we know ourselves what's at stake and it's, it's the World Cup so putting those terrible things to a side that's happened obviously in Ukraine and totally focusing on sporting events now and that's a World Cup qualifier to get to the World Cup so as a team and a squad we're extremely motivated to try and achieve that. Uh, Eddie Sobol, me and him are very close, we're very close friends and Eddie speaks very good English so obviously in a foreign country it's, it's maybe sometimes difficult to communicate but with me and him we have uh, a lot of conversation and probably over the last month or so it's been a lot about this game and I know how much it means to to him and how much his teammates will be up for this game, but there's no doubt about it that us as a group of players at Scotland will will match that and not even more. We know how important it is to the to the country to try and achieve this. So come Wednesday it'll be a friendship put aside for ninety minutes and it'll be totally focused and on the best team coming out at the end of it. Yeah, Jack Hendry speaking to Sky Sports there, and I think he sums it up quite well, just that you know no matter what is going on, no yep. matter how horrific it is, this is a game of football and you know Jack Hendry saying that his teammate Eddie Sobol they, and the rest of the Ukraine players, they're not looking for a handout, they're looking for a game of football against Scotland on yeah. Wednesday night. Football, I said at the start of the programme, Andrew, that I think this is a, in nearly 150 years of Scotland playing international football. This is a unique occasion, I can't recall anything quite like this but football throws up all manner of stories I've watched brother play against brother in Celtic Rangers games you had Dick Advocat with Zenit St Petersburg against Rangers in Manchester the Dick Advocat think you know I'd rather Rangers won I used to be there and it was good for me no he wanted to win for Zenit St Petersburg and beat Rangers once you're on the park you're only concerned with the colour of the jersey you're wearing and what's at stake Let's go back to the phones. Craig is in Glasgow. Craig, what are you thinking tonight? Um, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to uh, kind of uh, wish Andy Gorham all the best. Um, with, uh, the battle that he's going on in a minute. Uh, I watched Andy a lot growing up. I've uh, been an Angels fan during the night of the road. And uh, aye, so I uh, just wanted to wish Andy all the best. Yeah, well said, Craig. Yeah, the story today, if, if anyone's missed it, Andy Gorham did an interview this morning revealing that he has terminal cancer, possibly yeah. only has six months to live, Hugh. Yeah, they, they, I've read the story very carefully. 
he was told six months to live if you take chemotherapy, nine months. Uh, but he did not want to add on three months if it was three months of pain taking away what quality of life is left for him. So I've known Andy a long number of years. Uh, I would just endorse everything that Craig said. Good luck, Andy. Yep, well said, Craig. What else is on your mind tonight? Okay, so just going back to, like, uh, like Colin and Victor and uh, Wednesday, like, I kind of, like, two weeks ago, like, leading up to it, I always kind of thought that Scotland should have maybe, I don't know, like, tried to, like, work something, I don't know, like, work something out, like, like, but, like, maybe stepped aside, but listen to the news comments and weighing it up with what Graham Soonest said, like, like, your Ukrainians obviously want to fight for their country and, and I think as well, it's like, as soon as they go across that, that white line, well, it will be a battle and it will totally change my mind as well because I think it's going to be a great game, a great game of football. Um, because as I say, like, obviously with us, and then the, both teams are just going to be so up for it. Um, so I so just really just to kind of echo what um, you said, like, it will be, I think it's going to be a great game of football to be fair. This is professional football. It will be played with professional instincts coming to the fore. The professional's number one instinct is to win and to further careers. And to play at a World Cup final would mean everything to Steve Clark and his squad, as indeed it would mean everything to the players of Ukraine. It will be a football match with many great talents on the park. The awful conflict in Ukraine will for 90 minutes be put to the back of everyone's mind and the players will get on it and they will provide, both sets of players will provide a first class contest. Craig, putting that aside as hard as it is, is it really exciting from a Scotland fan's perspective that the national team are potentially just two games away from a World Cup? I think it's fair to say that this Scotland squad under Steve Clark has captured the imagination of a nation and support for the national team really seems to be you know the highest it's been for a long long time yeah Uh, as you said earlier on uh, it's not for everyone international football however Steve Clark since becoming manager has slowly but surely increased the appetite for the national team the Euros, wonderful to get there. Who'll ever forget that night of the penalty shootout? Super scoreboard going on to midnight. But the actual tournament itself was an anticlimax because we get one goal and one point. And getting a draw against England at Wembley does not make up for what went on before it and after it. Now there is a chance to go to the World Cup finals for the first time since 1998 and that's what Andy Robertson wants and that's what Billy Gilmer wants and that's what Lyndon Dykes wants and that's why they'll be out on the park 
giving it their all on Wednesday. The players will have had a taste for that tournament football now after last summer. The fans will as well. That that excitement, everyone just gets wrapped up in it. And I, th- I think everyone's just so desperate to get to another tournament to show that we can consistently get back to that level competing against the best teams. This has been the season of didn't see that coming. Didn't see Celtic winning the title. Didn't see Rangers getting to the European final. Did we see Scotland get into the World Cup finals? Some may. But now it's actually going to be decided on the park at the end of the season of didn't see that coming we think we know what we see coming on Wednesday we think but we're not sure it's such an exciting prospect as well for say the younger generation of Scotland fans as well who won't have any recollection of Scotland being at a World Cup Uh I in my life Scotland have only ever been to one World Cup it was when I was two or three years old so I have no conscious memory of Scotland playing at a World Cup potentially coming up against the likes of you know Brazil in competitive fixtures it's it's quite something I think to the younger generation to think that that could only be a few months away yeah how old was I 1974 World Cup Germany and even I was a young man then Andrew Uh, and it was such a thrill because we hadn't been there since 1958 which was a relatively short gap compared to what we've got now. So, of course, that's in the uppermost in everyone's mind. That a, a generation, your generation, I've never seen it. A generation of uh, journalists, my peers, have never been to work at a World Cup. Been an old codger, I've, I've worked at several of them. Uh, so this is a, the chance to emerge from the darkness into the light, if I can put it that way, for Stevie Clark, the players and the fans. Are you still trying to wrap your head around a Winter World Cup? Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, to be brutally honest, I, I don't care for it. I don't care for the country it's in. I don't care for the timing of it. Uh, however, I certainly won't care for it when, oh, if Scotland don't qualify and then we've got a couple of months to fill with no top flight football in Scotland. Well, I'll just talk... Even louder. Uh, But um, for all the reasons, for all the the, the players like Andy Robertson and Kieran T and Billy Gilmer and everybody else, they've earned the right to be two games away from being there. And the first of them just happens to be a global event. Yeah, I mean, the the world's media will have their eyes on this. This is incredible. I was speaking to someone that was was dealing with the sort of applications for the game and there's there's media from all over the yeah. world that want to be at this game. This is the one game that everyone wants to know what's happening in it. Yeah, uh, and it truly is the world. You know, we can sometimes exaggerate and use that term, but this is truly a global event where everyone wants to know how Ukraine get on and Scotland are cast in the role of the team who are trying to disappoint Ukraine. Well, again, it's professional football. That's what professional football is all about. Well, the big game is just two nights away. We'll be bringing you more build-up tomorrow. I'll be back in the studio with Gordon DL and then the big one on Wednesday night where it'll be a big, big night. I'm looking forward to it. Are you, Hugh? Yeah, well, without doubt. Uh, I'll be watching it with a 13-year-old grandson who is Scotland daft, born in England, Scotland daft. Well, I'll be back tomorrow night, as I said, with Gordon DL. Stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>